and welcome to Charts and Hearts. I'm Sarah, and she's Lindsay. And together, we're working our way through an epic list of rom-coms in order to find and categorize tropes in the hopes of creating the nerdiest spreadsheet podcasts I've ever seen. And this month, as part of our Pride and Prejudice slash Darcy month, uh, we're doing Fire Island. Mm. Do do. Oh man, so fun. I might have said in a previous episode that this is on Prime, but it's on Disney Plus. They're both blue. Yeah. I have memory problems. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I found it. And it was amazing. I love this movie. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, basically this is a twenty twenty two, like takes place in twenty twenty two, um, adaptation of Pride and Prejudice with a group of gay guys as the Bennett sisters, and they go to Fire Island, which is like a historically sort of gay vacation paradise basically because it was an island and they could just not let homophobic cops on basically i think uh i don't really know the whole history of it but yeah and then they're so they stay in this house with their friend margaret cho and make friends with um another group of friends that have a very fancy very posh house on the island and then they are prideful and prejudiced uh, mm-hmm. in both directions. And yeah, it's and it's a PNP adaptation, but modernized. So like nobody gets married at the end. And yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. And it's they, really good. They go to like underwear parties instead of balls. Yeah. Because it's Fire Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So like there's not really like a plot summary because we're going into this whole thing assuming that you know the vague... Yes. Of if you want a plot prejudice. summary, join our Patreon because we'll be talking about Pride and Prejudice on there. Indeed. Month. Yes. And we still yeah. probably won't do a plot summary. Just read the book. It's free. Exactly. Um, yeah. Read the book. Watch the miniseries. Watch the YouTube series. There's so many options. There's so many options. Yeah. It'll be fine. Indeed. Indeed. <sighs> okay. Yeah. This was super fun. Yeah. Um, super silly. Super lighthearted. But, like, does a really good job of, I don't know, like, making you get attached to these characters. Like, the mm-hmm. character development is really good. Yeah. No, I think it was really good. And it's an, it did some amazing parts of, like, it changed some parts of the, like, the baseline, like, the structural part of the story that I'm here for. Like, um, we're going to talk a lot about Lizzie Bennet Diaries this whole mm-hmm. month. Uh, and it does do similar things including, I don't know anybody's character's names, so you're just going to have to deal with the original like names. The, yeah, the parallel characters. Yeah, that was the sort of more confusing part, is that the characters all get, like, names that fit them, cause, which makes sense, because they're, like, all men, so yes. it would be hard. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think just um, Will and Charlie are the only ones that make the most sense. Still. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Will William Darcy and then Charlie Charles Bingley. I didn't even think those, about that <laughs> until just well, now. The, but they were they are the men char- the male characters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, do. they yeah. are. Yeah, they have the right names. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Lydia and Kitty and Lydia and Kitty in this mm. are amazing. They're very hilarious and so, so yeah. exactly perfect for yes. what Lydia and Kitty would be today. Yeah. But then. At the end of the Lydia storyline, he apologizes, which is yeah. something that's missing from every single adaptation except Lizzie Bennet. Yeah. And yeah. I'm here for it because it's, that's what should happen. 
Like, that's why people don't like Lydia. Exactly. Like, because in both this and Lizzie Bennet Diaries, she doesn't go off and get married. Like, she has to actually stay and deal with the consequences Mm -hmm. of her quote-unquote scandal or the scandal that was forced upon her or him. So then she gets, or he gets, the Lydia figure gets um, the opportunity to have some character growth and development. Yeah. And so in, in both cases, Lydia's scandal is a sex tape um in this one it's like that like the you know um a non-consensual video of him having sex is posted online in lizzie bennett Dyers, it doesn't actually get that far it's just threats to post it but still it's like it doesn't even feel derivative i mean they might have been inspired by that but they also might not have even seen it it's just that mm-hmm. really is the closest yep you can modern to. analog to like somebody running like yeah 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 so but yeah i like that in both cases yeah they get some growth after the fact and be like aren't the most annoying Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i knew even throughout i was like oh these guys are ridiculous and hilarious and they're gonna cause trouble but i'm like but i also know how this ends and Mm -hmm. i have i have positive feelings that it will even though there'll be a dramatic moment that it will probably end well because yes seems like a a feel-good movie feel-good happy movie i also really liked the guy who was sort of the mary character like was very bookish and very very sweet Mm -hmm. yeah he was really good he was good i mean all of them were really good and like they they weren't just caricatures of pride and prejudice characters i think is also what makes it really good like they actually were fleshed out characters with mm-hmm. their own sort of yeah like if you didn't know that this was what it was exactly yeah it would be good characters regardless yeah and like yeah. they're in the situation of pride and prejudice and have some sort of vague sketches you know like lizzie well i felt like lizzie was maybe even more romantically inclined well maybe not lizzie wanted the romance for jane like yeah. um Noah and Howie. Yeah, Noah and Howie. Yeah. yeah, like Noah wanted the romance for Howie, but didn't want it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Which I but guess that kind was... of is, yeah, like Lizzie's pragmat- pragmatism. Yeah, no, it, it, it's fitting, feel, but it, yeah, like, it's not it's obvious. The, yeah, it's the relationship between Lizzie and Jane always is that Lizzie wants yes. Jane to be happy. But yeah. I think that Noah is, like this goes back to his part of, which is more of an, a fleshed out part of Noah as opposed to, Lizzie is that he is lying to himself about who he is. Like, it's not just, if you think about even Lizzie Bennet Diaries, but all other, you know, the originals of Lizzie is all of my problems are because of Darcy. And Mm. if it wasn't for Darcy, everything would be cool. Yeah. Well, I think part of that is being set in modern times. Yes. He has more options for his life. Like his, his only option isn't just to get married. Yes. Yeah. So he is, like, you know, he's living this sort of life of um, sort of meaningless sex and, like, not being in serious relationships and stuff and thinking that he's happy and satisfied with that. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but he hasn't really... Yeah. He's doing it out of... From a place of fear and, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not, like... Yeah. It's... Yeah, and, like, nobody's judging him of that. Like, this is his life and that's what it is. Yeah, and no, it, it is true. There's no judgment of that. He says he's fine, but... yeah we don't know if he is actually fine mm. and it's well, there, not because he's like it's meaningless sex it's more of like is this actually what i wanted exactly yeah because i'm afraid and of everything else yeah when i say nobody judged i mean 
the audience and his friends don't exactly. judge. Yes. The people who are supposed to judge, aka like the other house of um, part the, of the the prejudice. The, the prejudice part <laughs> does judge. Yeah, does for exactly sure. what they're supposed to do. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. the scene of uh, Caroline. It were not Caroline. The I guess just some random. Yeah. Other person. Just every single time Noah goes to the house and he's like, oh, can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like coming down the stairs wearing very little, is very stereotypically attractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. No idea who he is. Yeah. Even yeah. Like the other times. part yeah. that I like that goes a little further than Lizzie Bennett is that mm. Lizzie, Noah just full out yells at Bingley, which is what I've wanted to yeah. do for my entire life. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously, dude, grow a pair. Yeah, like, be your own person, stand up for what yeah. you want, not just what gets thrust upon you. Yeah. Because yeah. it's true, like, in in any most other adaptations, he's just allowed to be sort of like a, a character that's kind of walked all over by mm-hmm. Caroline and by Darcy. Yeah. And then Darcy, yeah. like, explains away his reasoning, and then everyone's like, oh, I guess it's fine that Bing just, or Bingley, yeah. just <laughs> went with this, and yeah. it's not a a comment on Bing or Bingley exactly. at all? Like, yeah. no, Bingley could have said no. He could have done his own life. He's not like, yeah. Darcy isn't his father ever. He's not even his brother. He's just his friend. Just his friend. Like, yeah. And like, he's in this no one, control over him. They bring back, or like his friends fly his ex to town. And like, mm-hmm. there's this whole thing that he has like Lyme disease or whatever, which like, I don't think is true. And like, so there is that sort of obligation kind of part of things, but yeah, like he just kind of lets the world happen to him until the very yeah. end when he like makes a decision. And so then, yeah, Howie and, and Charlie get the like big romantic declaration, which is nice because mm-hmm. they've also had more time to like get to know each other and kind of be in a relationship throughout the, throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike like Lizzie or Noah and Will Darcy, they like, interact but don't like have any like sort of romantic notions towards each other until like the last third of the movie mm-hmm. so it and yeah so that's the other sort of twist in this is it's not like they go off and get married they like dance at sunset and are like oh maybe we'll try this like dating thing but like in a modern way like they're mm-hmm. you know they're not like making a big commitment to each other they're literally just gonna see what happens which yeah. i liked because it Me felt too. real yeah yeah yeah. Oh, and the sunset countdowns. I'm it was so funny. That's so funny. So funny. And well, speaking of it. the sunset countdown, because that's kind of the biggest one, they very much use that like group inside joke as like a shorthand mm. for their found family and closeness. And yeah. it's really indicative. I mean, we see way more of them, but Noah and Howie and their friends, like the Bennets, like the main characters, have this closeness and all these inside jokes together. And then the other house... It's just a house of hot people that, like, know each yeah. other. Like, they don't yeah, have like, that same closeness, and the, the inside jokes are kind of shorthand for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you said that really well. Like, the the fancy house, like, they're never together. They're never interacting with each other. They're just in the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Especially the peripheral characters, like, the sort of mm-hmm. the main, like, three, I guess, like, the sort of Caroline, Darcy, and Will, uh, like, yeah. Darcy and Bingley like are closer but still don't seem that close yeah like every time you see them especially the three of them they are just standing there like they're barely even talking to each other let alone 
enjoying each other's company. Yeah, like they're they you know they're they're friendly with each other, and got a chance to like come and stay mm-hmm. in this amazing mansion, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think that's about all I have for observations, other than just yeah, the, the classism. Classism. Yeah, I was thinking about that when you brought up mm-hmm. Bingley's ex, who comes in and like, it's a good way to get around some of the stuff. But then the ex is so horrendously bad that it also makes me mad at that plot point because it feels a little lazy. Yeah. Like again, okay, I don't even like the plot point of his ex showed up is fine, and like that's the thing. But then the ex is just the absolute worst, and they're already really bad people. Like, uh, Caroline is horrendous, and yeah. then this guy shows up and is even worse, and I'm just like... Yeah, like, so dismissive of anybody like, who's why? not, like, <laughs> extremely attractive and white. And white, um, yeah. Yeah, and then... So then, it, yeah, it goes to yeah. that point of, like, this guy is so comically, troping, tropically bad of, like, why would... Bingley ever be with this person yeah exactly exactly and like why if Will Darcy is so controlling over who his friend like he's so concerned about his friend and his stuff like he are he says that he doesn't like the the ex but still like why didn't he pull this shit with the ex yeah like it's well, very maybe strange he did and that's why they broke up you know like maybe yeah I don't know or like it seems I don't know they don't seem like they were that serious of a couple anyways like mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, so the the classes in this is all like tied together in terms of like attractiveness and like education or like career. So you know, like knowing how we you know have like lower status kind of careers, like a nurse and a graphic designer versus like doctors and lawyers and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like uh, racism, like being Asian versus being white, and like stereotypical attractiveness or like fitness. Like yeah. it's just yeah, it's just more even more extreme dream but also like more nuanced than it would have been in like the original pride and prejudice like in the original pride and prejudice it was like you have a house or you don't have a house <laughs> like yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah 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 all right should we talk about some tropes yeah yeah so this is where i have a question of mm-hmm. two things that are a little meta and one is is a Pride and Prejudice adaptation, a trope. Yeah. Or I would say, like, yeah. Pride and Prejudice adaptation specifically, but even more generally, could be, like, a adaptation of a classic or, like, a modernized classic. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah. And then this might be a trope, it might be a pie, and it might mm. be, like, a long-term joke kind of thing mm. of, should we take shot or <laughs> make a new spreadsheet or something for every movie we watch that starts with it's a truth universally acknowledged <laughs> yeah because and then yeah and then they talk about like rom-com moments and having big rom-com moments yeah, yeah. and like and show a bo- uh, a hardcover book of pride and prejudice somewhere just just so you know <laughs> we know what we're doing it wasn't an because accident i'm like i haven't seen bridget jones in like 20 years but we'll find yeah. out next week i'm 99 percent sure that that line is is in there somewhere and um but then i'm thinking like none of the actual adaptations of pride and prejudice like the classical ones have that line in them right is, because it's it's like like the narrative voice or the like inner voice not a spoken voice yeah, so exactly. unless you have like it so this one has sort of like um the main character lizzie noah his like inner monologue is sort of some narration 
And in Lizzie Bennet diaries, she's like talking to camera, sort of vlog style. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bridget Jones has a diary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. who knows? Who knows? But yes, I think referencing multiple other rom-coms, including lines from the thing that you were referenced, is definitely a trope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do reference, they do have a clueless reference in there, which of course is another Yeah. They, oh, Austin but it's adaptation. like, it's a reference to the movie of Clueless. Yeah, the Clueless yeah, movie, obviously. Clueless. Like, but it's also like, it's just indicative of who made this movie, because like, mostly our age people would are the only people who understand. Yes, exactly. And it's a very... It was so yeah. perfect. Yeah. Because I say that sometimes, too. Uh-huh. Like, wow. Way harsh, tie. So, yeah. So great. Okay. Uh, there's big romantic scenes and romantic declarations that happen in the rain slash mud. It's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. They are very, very cute. cute. And they're very... Yeah, like this whole thing, they talk a lot about meta moments. Like, they talk about having rom-com moments in... Yes. And how he's like, I want my rom-com moment, and then they give it to him. I know. And it's so adorable, so and good. I love it. And But it's also like, they're talking about it, and I'm like, but that's what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're doing, you're doing our job for us, you know? Yeah, so how he gets the, the guy running for the bus or the boat or, you yeah. know, stealing a boat to catch him. Yeah, that sort of, like, last-minute declaration of love. Yeah, which is cute. Oh, and then I don't know if... This is a trope, or mm. it might be. It would just be hard to find his um, stuck-up serious character has a secret love for ice cream. Oh. <laughs> like, that's a little specific, but, like, something of, like, you know, like, a serious guy, and then he has, like, a niece that he plays tea parties with or something. Like, right. I feel like that's something somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the super serious stuck-up character that has a softer side. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because we'll get that get there when we make pie. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, and then uh, the last one I thought of was it's kind of like the gay BFF trope, except it's a group of gay guys with a lesbian BFF. Yeah. So it's like, and you know, like she 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 doesn't really have her own storyline, but also she's like the Mrs. Bennett analog in the whole plot. Like the mm-hmm. whole point of Mrs. Bennett is that she it's doesn't not have her own storyline. Story yeah, um, which is why yeah. Miss Piggy would be a perfect. Oh my gosh! But, anytime. You know. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about the Bechdel test in this? Yeah, yeah. So when I was watching this, I wrote down Bechdel test not applicable because mm-hmm. we've talked about how just because the movie fails the Bechdel test doesn't mean it actually is a not powerful representative movie, which is exactly is what well, this is. Well, especially it doesn't mean it's not a feminist movie. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's all sorts of different ones. We've talked about them before. We've talked a lot about ones that technically pass but also yeah we don't think they should pass because they're pretty lame even <laughs> the last movie we watched iq iq there's no other women in it yeah but she's like a strong female character who has a who's writing a thesis on math and like yeah. disproves albert einstein but you know anyway yeah. so i wrote that down and i was like done whatever and then i went to the yeah. trivia and apparently there was a huge discussion because I then I looked up the history of the Bechdel test and like there is a website that you can go to, but we're just doing it ourselves. Yeah, we make the rules. <laughs> we make the rules. But when this came out, there was a big conversation about it because there is only one woman in this movie. And yeah. so it does it is technically if you stick to the very firm rules, it is a fail. But Alison Bechdel herself, who is now like 65 i was like how old is this person yeah yeah yeah. she's older than us but not like <laughs> yeah. ancient yeah so she weighed in on twitter and said 
I've just added a corollary to the Bechdel test. Two men talking to each other about a female protagonist of an Alice Munro story in a screenplay structured about a Jane Austen novel equals a pass. Yes. And I feel like she went, she later specified, or maybe in that, it's just like a missing the part of the quote, but it's also like, it's two queer Asian men talking to each other about it. Yeah. 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 And that's a thing of like, yeah, this isn't a, uh, like a super like this isn't E equals MC squared to go back to IQ. This is a thing that somebody made in a comic that was about lesbian characters. Firstly, yeah, to rep to show how often this is the case, yeah. and how so many movies that you like and enjoy and are classics and Oscar winners and blah 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 don't have strong female representation. And that was the point. This isn't a, you have to watch this movie because it... Back then, that was just, like, the starting point of, like, adding more representation to, like, mainstream films. And then you have, like... So if you only have, like, male characters and then female representation, you're still missing out, like, Asian and gay and all kinds of other kinds of representation. It's not just, like, male versus female. Like, there's... It's intersectional. Yeah. And there's a whole list of other kinds of tests mm-hmm. that you can look at if I just went to the Wikipedia for the Bechdel test and nice. found the history, which was interesting and, <laughs> and a list of all sorts of other tests, yeah. which include LGBTQ, uh, indigenous people, Asian people. I can't remember what else. But yeah. So minorities. Many. Yeah. Yeah. So many um, things. And then there was this thing of like, they did like a, you know, recently they did a look, a look at some movies and like, how many movies passed the Bechdel test and it was pretty low. And then they flipped it to how many movies there are men talking to each other about, not about women. It's like 90%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like for all those pro men people out there, like just like, no, this is the erasure of white men. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. 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 (laughs) All right. Um, Should we make a pie? Yeah. 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 All right. Speedos. (laughs) Oh my god, a thousand percent. Yeah, like fifty. Is that too many? Yeah. No, I would say no. at least there's so many speedos yeah. in this movie, and that's and it's like on brand. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, we live right down the street from yep. a very large pride parade. Uh, yep. Yep. Speedos. Uh, not that all gay people have to wear speedos, but they do no. in this movie. Um, yep. Or they, a lot of them do. And they, they all have like, so many, so many of them. So many of like, them, indeed. Noah never wears the same one twice, and no. he's supposed to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> but he's probably also been collecting them for a long time. That's true. Uh, okay, tiny ice cream cones. Specifically, <laughs> tiny ice cream cones getting chucked into the woods in a fit of embarrassment. <laughs> oh my god, he's so adorable. So adorable. I don't know, like 10% tiny ice yeah. cream cones? <laughs> yeah, 10% tiny ice cream cones. Okay. Inside jokes. Maybe five or ten? Yeah, I think ten percent. Yeah. Because that leaves us with 30% for swooning over Darcy, as Ooh. usual. Spoiler Man. alert, this is going to be the lowest, and this was a pretty good swoon. Yeah, but it was we're pretty. Just, he was this is going to get higher and higher, and higher but... until it's the entire pie. <laughs> Basically. No, there's always more than Darcy's swoon to P&B. I know there is. <laughs> yeah, no, he, the guy who plays Darcy is really good, because he does that good balance of, like, very serious, and then, like, embarrassed about his feelings and also like has great depth of feeling but just isn't good at showing them he's um 
He's played by Conrad Ricamora, who I own, I know from How to How to Get Away with Murder, the Viola okay. Davis show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I know him from. But he's in lots of other things. Yeah, yeah. I think he plays a good thing, and this is I'm completely biased because they just talked about this yesterday on the Look Back Diaries mm. of showing the Darcy afterwards or showing the softer side of Darcy. Yeah. That makes it more believable that Bing and Gigi, who's not in this mm-hmm. and um, even Wickham. And yeah, like actually like that he has friends. Uh, Fitz. <laughs> loyal friends. Yeah. That he has loyal friends that who stand up for him and are like, no, he's a good guy. And I, there's a reason why I listen to him when he tells me to leave, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, that has always been a problem with the way that the book and the classical adaptations leave it as that they get together and that's the end. Yeah. So you don't get to see him exactly. very often being smiling even. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or being excited about his new love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. that this one does a really good job. Like he does, he has to go and be in a dance off, which is adorable yeah and you're just like yeah he is a silly goofy guy he's just very serious also yes yeah he yeah and he he has a hard time getting letting his goofy side out yeah exactly but then he turns into a lawyer and goes after wickham and oh boy boy good times okay um what's next for these guys well logistically one lives in california and one lives in new york and He's afraid of commitment, so you know, yeah. probably and yeah, nothing. Neither of them were that into monogamy, but also yeah. doesn't mean that it's a failed relationship. No, yeah. I don't think so either. I think that they will enjoy the time that they have left on Fire Island together. Indeed, and, and that'll be maybe hot. plan to get together in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Noah like was guilted to like that he's never gone to visit San Francisco yeah. to see Howie. So exactly, you know, and it's one of those things we talked about. I think all the way back in Dirty Dancing of like, if they run into each other, if they end up going to Fire Island next year, you know, exactly all of exactly. those kinds of things of like and no also, commitments, but yeah. if we run into each other, let's have sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, like like emotionally support each other from a distance, but not in yeah. a like monogamous way or whatever. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's next for us, Lindsay? <laughs> it's Darcy Palooza. That's it's, it's April. It's the best yeah. month of ever. As we said, we will be talking next about Bridget Jones' diary. Hired Darcy Swoon, but also more fat shaming. So Yeah, yeah, so much. There's a reason I haven't watched this movie in 20 years. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Also, over on the Patreon, we will be going classic style, just in case you needed more Colin Firth playing Darcy in your life, because you mm. do. Of course and you do. Um, so we're going to be talking about the miniseries and the 2005 adaptation. And like we just did right now, also some Lizzie Bennett, because <laughs> we can't stop. <laughs> and we won't We stop. are obsessed. Yeah, so join us on our Patreon. Join us for next episode in two weeks for Bridget Jones. It's all Darcy, all Pride and Prejudice, all the time for April. And it's great. So great. Okay. So that brings us to the end of our episode. You can rate or review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on social media at Charts and Hearts Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or at Charts and Hearts on Twitter. Or you can go to our website, chartsandhearts.com, where you can submit your suggestions for rom-coms. We 
have a few Pride and Prejudice adaptations still on our list, but don't make us do all the Hallmark ones. There's like a million of them and they're not very good adaptations. <laughs> so if you have other ones, tell us for next time. Um, you can also send us tropes for us to add to our list. And like we said, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash charts and hearts club. Let us know your thoughts on this movie. And in the meantime, want some whiskey? Whiskey helps your knees. Trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs>